Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hello, True Romance listeners. This is your co-host, Devin Leary. I am without Carolina Barlow. Uh, You can't hear her giddy little laughter in this intro. We're continuing our interview, giving you a part two of our conversation with Jesse Konevsky. Jesse is is a human piece of history from the era of standing outside that big old TRL glass building and just waiting to be a part of it all. So please continue to tune in to our interview with Jesse and... That will be in just a few moments. I do just want to say it might be better that Caroline is not with me for this this intro because a momentous event happened in my life, in all of our lives, this past week. And and I I don't think Carolina has proven herself capable of commenting on it. That would be the release of Red Taylor's version. Guys. She released Fearless Taylor's version. Yes, that was a dream come true. Yes, I loved Don't You and Mr. Perfectly Fine. Yes, I'm listening to Today Was a Fairy Tale as a grown adult. But it wasn't the iconic type of album that Red was. And and Red was is really, you know, probably my number one favorite Taylor Swift album because of All Too Well, even though I, I love, um, controversially, I love... Uh, reputation and of course I love 1989 um, lover but you know red has a special place in all Taylor Swift fans hearts I think it's what proved that she is the breakup voice of our generation and one of the greatest songwriters of our time and you know I think part of the significance of all too well is the clues that are involved the fact that it allowed us it gave the nation the opportunity to solve a mystery, a riddle, to to be a part of it all by 
connecting the dots and the lyrics to realize that she is talking about Jake Gyllenhaal because she's talking about the scarf she left at his sister's house and he's still got it. Paparazzi pictures of her with her arm around Jake outside Gorilla Coffee in Park Slope with maple lattes. She's got the scarf on. She's got her arm around him. They're hanging out with his sister, Maggie Gyllenhaal. (laughs) You may have heard of her. So then they break up and there's a photo of him like wearing the scarf, which like, come on. So I'm obviously 11.58 p.m. last Thursday. I'm just watching the clock. I watched in the clock uh, and waiting for Red Taylor's version to drop. Final two minutes of that day, I just couldn't do anything but watch the clock. And then when midnight hits, like, that's when I start. That's when it starts. That's when I get into it. And Swift fans are texting me. You know, my roommate, uh, Tess Sitzman, uh, you know, Jesse Konevsky, who you'll hear later on this podcast, uh, Beth and Jess Jacobs, we're sending lyrics. We're going back and forth. We're already diving deep into the clues, what she's saying. You know, like, this is this is how deep we are in day one, hour one of day one. And obviously the whole next morning. So when I get a text from Carolina Rose Barlow at 3.56 p.m. Eastern time, 3.56 p.m. Eastern time. And now we'll say, okay, if you're in Carolina's world, a.k.a. California Hollywood Tinseltown. So that was 12.56 p.m. Still past lunchtime. Okay, so at 3.56 p.m. I get a text from Carolina. All too well with a crying gif of lauren conrad from the hills the famous gif that you literally don't even have to scroll down one page to find when you search crying on the gif finder in your text messages so clearly caroline didn't put a lot of thought in this she's just like oh i'm crying at all too well you're crying at all too well at 3 56 p.m for the first time okay then she says a better man with the second most popular ever crying gif that random old man who's like holding his hand out we all know it again first scroll down the texting gif search you'll see this man that's what carolina saw that's what carolina saw said oh let me let me offer some meaningful commentary on this whole red taylor's version thing my commentary is all too well crying gif a better man crying gif and it's like we can't go back there at this time we can't go back maybe 356 a.m yeah but you're coming in at 356 p.m with this like I can't go back to my first responses to All Too Well when I'm already watching TikToks explaining every single lyric and going back to, you know, every single paparazzi shot that's ever been taken of Jake Gyllenhaal, clips of Jake Gyllenhaal and random talk show. You know, like, that's where I'm at. Anyway, it's just, you know, Carol, we love her. We do. But it's like, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you got to commit. If you don't want to commit, Yes, don't even bother. So I hope that she'll learn from this experience. I think anyone who doesn't engage in the Swift verse is really at a loss. I don't really care if people judge it. I think I'm sorry for your loss that you're not a part of this. But um, a 10-minute song about the experience of being a young We'll say girl, we won't say woman, because she was the age of a student in college when she met Jake Gyllenhaal. And, you know, this older guy who seems to know so much more about the world because that's how he presents himself, comes around and talks to you like, hey, I know so much more about the world and I choose you and I think you're special. 
and that glow shines on you and like it's intoxicating and then they start to resent you for not being older like I've been in that position where you're like um in what world were you expecting someone who like understands the full scope of finances and the seriousness of extended familial relationships and showing up for bridal showers and family events when you chose to date a 20 year old in what world did that happen i've been there and i really hope that this red taylor's version abnormalizes men in their 30s dating 20 year old women early 20s women like it's just why i i'm 29 i cannot physically wrap my mind around the idea of dating a college student right now like what would we talk about fortnite dances i'm too old to even know if fortnite is still even popular like uh what was he gonna do the the water bottle challenge flipping a water bottle till it lands upright like i don't get that but a lot of men seem to so now without further ado i've gone off for a long enough time and i'm going to say we will be right back please return with us listen to the remainder of jesse konevsky's interview with us you won't regret it it's one of my favorite conversations of my life and i'll see you there we'll be right back i want you Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed 
changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to True Romance. Let's get into the interview for today. Okay, so in your, so I feel like you're an expert on this, and it's very relevant to Pete Davidson. But, and I hope you don't say Jake Gyllenhaal is your answer answer for this because Jake Gyllenhaal is very polarizing. No, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I know you love him. You think he's nice because you saw him from a window and he like looked kind or something. Yeah, Um, it's true. (laughs) That is the exact story. (laughs) So you think he's a really nice guy. But what do you think makes a heartthrob? So I think it's the unattainableness. It's like the fantasy. Yeah, the fantasy is exactly what you want. But it's not ever going to happen and it's not reality. And okay. that adds like another level of excitement to it. Okay. If that makes sense. So you, you think the fantasy is what drives it in us? Well, with boy bands specifically, they were catered to whatever girls at that right. time wanted. It's like, here's the dewy eyed youngster. Here's the sweet boy. Here's the bad boy. So right. they hit every fantasy that was happening at the moment. And we right. bought in. We were like, hell yeah, here we go. And I remember at the time in high school, these like guys with acne and braces and in their old Navy performance fleece were like, we want nothing to do with you. You're horrible. But here are these right. boy bands that are like, hey, did you want to get a picture with me? I'll take a picture with you. It's like, oh. who am I going to devote my time to? It's not going to be this loser. It's going to oh be God. the guy who has an album out. I really relate to that. Because I think part of my obsession comes from so much rejection from boys in like middle and high school where I really felt like I would see these guys on TV who seemed like really and I would watch their interviews and they seemed like really nice and friendly. And I was like, wait, none of these no man I've met or boy I've met in real life seems to get it what I'm delivering. Like maybe it's them. I think that was it. Like I was like, but there's other boys out there. It's not just my middle school. It's not just my high school. And like if if Dean from Gilmore Girls really saw like my personality, I think he would get it. And then we could be to get, you know, like right. it was that. And the yeah, screw loose in my head said, I'm going to go find this guy that's on right. TV <laughs> and see if this goes the way I think it's going to go. I respect that because maybe I would have, uh, maybe I would have had a boyfriend. Wait a second. Maybe I could have been with Dean from Gilmore Girls and I would have had a high school boyfriend. And we would have been long distance, just like my fantasy and my lies that I told. Um, speaking of which, which of these boy bands do you think would have made the best husband, like partner, boy, boyfriend, boy band star? The best husband partner, I have to say, it's hard now because like they are actually husbands and partners. So I'm <laughs> cheating a little. Like, they're like and so we know, we know. Yeah. So we know it's not Justin. We know it's not Justin. <laughs> I would give it to the Kevins. I would say Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys <laughs> and Kevin Jonas because we can see that they're doing a yeah. good job and they're cute. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay. First, who do you think would be the best hookup of all them? Again, now they're like old men 
No offense to them. <laughs> so like if it's 1998, I yes. probably am saying like Rich from LFO, Rich Cronin from LFO, may he rest in peace. <laughs> like oh. so awkward. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> but if it's 2021, I would give it to Joe Jonas because he just First of all, he's my favorite oh, Jonas brother, yeah. and he has nice eyebrows. I love him, and yeah, love him. I like him and Sophie, so I would give. Them I know I like they're really cute. Yeah. I, okay, I have a controversial one. Go, okay, ahead. go ahead. They're actually both really controversial. I think Justin Timberlake and Nick Lachey might be really good in bed. I th- I disagree. I feel like you have to reevaluate your choices. These are people with <laughs> I don't like think a they're proven good people. I know I don't think they're good people. Like not but... showing up. <laughs> yes, they're both fuck boys. I mean, Nick Lachey is just kind of like a loser. No offense to him, but they're too um, conventionally attractive to have ever had to learn how to like go down on a girl. Wait, you know? I like, don't they... think Justin is conventionally attractive. Is that weird? I don't think so either. I really don't. I think that <laughs> he hasn't. They've never had to work for it, so they're probably not good in bed. But that's just my personal opinion. I was also surprised. I remember even as a young girl being surprised that Justin was getting the spotlight out of all those guys. I, do I really thought it was that. JC Chazé. I really thought Lance had a chance. I was like, Justin? I never thought Lance had a chance, but JC, <laughs> JC was like a solid talent. He had a lot of lead, lead singing. He had a great voice. He was, he was writing a lot of songs, but. I know. Why didn't he succeed? I wish, I wish he had. He seems... I think he's probably successful right now. Because right. he's like hosted it, a couple things. And I think he writes music and stuff. Okay, so I think just he's because right. he's not, I think he's just because I don't write his name on my wall anymore, it doesn't mean he's not. Yeah, successful. yeah. Okay. Once you take down the pinup, doesn't mean that they're you know over, unless you're an Olafo. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. What was the best celebrity reaction you had at or outside of TRL? TRL to me will always be me and Scott Foley's place. Like, okay, that there's no, like, there's no contest. Yeah. So I was there every time he was on TRL. But the day that I'm like actually on camera with him, what? He, so what happened was after school, I was like, Scott Foley's on TRL. I'm going to the city. And I didn't have, I didn't have tickets or a reservation. And, I got there and I saw the audience coordinator and I and I brought a bunch of photos of me and Scott Foley with me. And I was like, hey, can I get up? I'm like Scott Foley's biggest fan. And I started showing her the pictures. And she's like, yeah, sure. Get in line. She goes, what? There's no security. She was like, do you think you'll cry when he comes out? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And she's like, we lo-. she was like, we love tears. I was like, great. I'll cry. Oh. You're going to get them. <laughs> and then they did this weird thing that day. They never did it again where they like, if you didn't guess the countdown right, you had to move to another room. And r- right away, like what? number 10 was like Baja Men. I got that wrong. And they sent me out of the room. And this girl in the audience starts crying. And I'm like, you bitch, you are not a fan. It what? was me. You took my bit. It was me. <laughs> so I, I, we were sent to this other room. And I go up to like one of the producers. I'm like, are you going to bring Scott Foley in or what? <laughs> and they brought Scott Foley in and there's like a clip my mom's favorite clip she's like he looks scared where I'm like standing there and I'm like just holding his arm just like Woo! <laughs> that is 
amazing in every way. And also, I like that. Like, I like to know that he was, even though he did say it was weird, I like to know that he did that. <laughs> he showed up. I love up. it. Let me and tell I'm you, he that, was the nicest guy always. I'm happy that he's the Scott that has been more, much more successful. I mean, he's in Shondaland. Well, and he deserves I it. was watching the new season of You on Netflix. And yes. I was very excited oh, to yeah. see Scott Speedman. Speedman. I was like, there yeah. you are. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> but he wasn't, he, he wasn't in it. Like, I thought he was going to be in it more. But anyway, I guess he's that's... also in Grey's, right? He's yes. going to be in Grey's. Yeah. You mentioned Jonas Brothers. So was Jonas Brothers the last boy band that you really followed? Like, are you still in the game? Are your days behind you? So my days are behind me, except for the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> like, like, if okay. If they're coming in town, I'm going to the show. But like, okay, first of all, <laughs> I did not have Dumois. I did not have right. Twitter or anything. We found these guys with good old elbow grease and gumption. We how did like, you find them? <laughs> how did you find them? We like, were, how were you like, oh, Scott Foley's on TRL today. Gotta go. I mean, the TV guide. <laughs> we were oh, just okay. like, who's the guest? Um, oh, okay. but for the, but like we used to show up at their hotels like the trump and that we okay. would find out by like calling around and being what? like you called hotels so and so staying there <laughs> or we would say can i be connected to so and so's room um and Love. and they would be like oh they're not checking in until the 29th and we'd be like oh okay oh. i'll call back then Oh my God, again, amazed at the lack of security in general, like in the world from I mean, this whole conversation. I think once they started getting really big, they would have aliases, but you could always just like call for a manager or something like that. Okay. Um, it took smart. a lot of work. Yeah. It is making call. I mean, that's like what I got paid to do as a producer is like cold calling people. And you're doing that in like the ninth grade. Like, Hi, yeah. this is Jesse Konevsky. May I be connected <laughs> with the Trump Hotel? I was like, hi, um, this is Jesse from Brooklyn. Can I speak to Carter? This is Jesse from the Yahoo group, uh, Boys of Felicity. <laughs> Do you recognize? Um, okay, so you still follow the Jonas Brothers. Interesting about the Jonas Brothers is that and I chose to have a crush on Kevin because I thought he was attainable. You know, when you like the guy that you're like, that's the most likely that he and I could connect. And it turns out it's true because he ended up marrying like a hometown girl. I am not a hometown girl of his hometown, but I easily could have. He did been. marry like a true Jersey girl. He did. Jonas Brothers, they still do it for me. I had I had a great time at their show. It was like the last show I went to before COVID. And I was like in the pit screaming my ass off. <laughs> so but I don't Love. I don't have the energy to do the work that goes into it. Like I'm not standing outside of a hotel for hours or following tour bus or whatever. But a concert I can do once in a while with proper babysitting. I do remember recently you I was like at your computer at work and you were like, oh, my God, one of the boy band girls just asked me to like get in a car and drive across the country to go see an O-Town <laughs> show. And I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I don't remember I'm that. I'm out of elbow grease. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but that tracks completely. I believe it's 100 percent true. That feels right. What is um, your craziest memory from the boy band groupie scene? I'm sorry not to call you a groupie. I know no, you're Band-Aid. She, she was a Band-Aid, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my memories are pretty tame compared to my friends. Like some of my friends like were pulled on stage. They're in music videos and stuff. Mine were pretty tame. I think like for me, it was just the, the fact that I was like 16, 17. And I was like, Ma, we're taking your car. We're going to the city. We'll be back before you leave for work in the morning. <laughs> And nobody questioned us. And we were just like in a station wagon 
we would have no agenda. We'd go into the city. We'd see a tour bus. I remember one night we saw a tour bus on the FDR. And we're like, let's just follow it and see what happens. Love. <laughs> it pulls up to what, an Italian it restaurant. Well, we didn't know at the time, but it pulls up oh, to an Italian. Oh, it just was a random bus. a tour okay. bus. Okay. And <laughs> yes. it pulls up to an Italian restaurant. Diddy comes out. <gasps> yep. We get pictures with Diddy. We what? we then get back in the car. Like that was that was not enough for us. We're driving around. We end up like seeing Robert Schwartzman and like talking to him for like an hour. Then we go, we we take pictures with Katie home somewhere. And then we we go to a diner and we're home at two in the morning and nobody questions us. Nobody's like, that was weird. You left in like at nine, nine PM and you came home at two AM and you have pictures with Diddy. Nobody said, What were you doing? Like nobody question this that well, is such a fun new york adventure though it's also it like it's so me... pure like you didn't actually do anything bad yeah, no it was pretty innocent but like it happened all the time and i just <laughs> I remember being like whose life was like this is so strange he reminds me of i was in scotland once like when i was in college for a school trip and I um, was drinking a lot of the time and, and like blacked out and came to in a park and I was like hanging out with these teenagers and these two teenage girls were like, I can't do a Scottish accent, but they were like, you are from New York. Do you know Jay-Z? And I was like, <laughs> no, what? But it, it's like you were actually living the New York life of right. going on adventures and stuff. Well, I was literally, I was at home watching TRL every day at 4 p.m., but, but you were there. Yeah. I was in it one time, like there was a bunch of cell phone numbers had leaked. I don't even know how it would leak back then, I but remember whatever. That. And I called Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys <laughs> and he answered and he was like, who's what? this? And I was like, Jesse from Brooklyn. And he was like, oh, what do you want? Like, and, and I, I remember I asked him, like, there was a question about an LFO lyric and he he didn't hang up, but he just didn't say anything. And I was like, <laughs> So do you know the answer? And then finally he hung up. But I was like, why did he stay on the phone with me for as long as he did? Like, why didn't he hang up when he heard me say Jesse from Brooklyn and realize this is a stranger? Okay, so you called Nick Carter for the Backstreet Boys and asked him a question about an LFO lyric? Yes. <laughs> and he didn't know the answer. And then you said, do you know the answer to the question? yeah okay i'm really crying is that weird (laughs) no the thing is though also like i think this was a different era it's like why it's why selena gomez goes to rehab now and like falls out with francesca her best friend from the one who gave her like the the kidney the kidney yeah and it's like we don't know what happened it all happened behind closed doors we have no idea you're you were living in this era when it was like paparazzi it was leaks it was all it was like it, they were much more attainable. And now I'm understanding why, because the hotel people are like, oh, yeah, Nick Carter, he'll be checking in yeah. on January 29th <laughs> at 4 p.m. And Ashley Parker Angel's like, you have a, a van with gifts? Sure, I'll check yeah. it out. Like, it was just they didn't know any better. And now they do. And that's, I think, sad for us because we don't get to get as close. We don't get the face Yeah, time. it's just not the same anymore. Like, that innocence is gone. I remember LFO, who were all really fun to like go see and hang out with they weren't as popular as an InSync or Backstreet so you got more time with them I remember one night me and my friend Alexis called Rich Cronin's room and he was on the phone with us for like three hours 
And then the next day, he had like a performance for much music. And he was like, where's Alexis? She was on the phone with me all night last night. And we weren't there. And we got out of class. And everybody was like calling us like, Rich was asking for you guys at the show. No, that's so amazing. Wait, so I you were that. connected with him. Wow. Uh, yeah, um, I guess. By a random phone call. <laughs> okay, so you guys had three hours together. That's more than I get with like my therapist. So that's a lot. Um, okay, so... What is your favorite boy band love song? Um, it's All or Nothing by O Town. I walked Aww. down the aisle to a piano version. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Oh I love God. it. <laughs> That's so moving. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I remember that you love that song. What's your favorite boy band breakup song? Uh, Don't Want You Back by the Backstreet Boys. I don't think it was a single. Might have been. Great. I- Great song. And finally, which boy band do you think Pete Davidson would be in? I feel like you literally okay. could put him in as the bad boy on any of them. Like, take AJ okay. McLean out tonight and put Pete Davidson <laughs> tonight. in. Tonight. <laughs> right Get now. Get him out of bed with his wife and kids <laughs> and put Pete Davidson there. Okay, that makes sense. But also, now this is reminding me, what do you think of One Direction? Did you follow them at all? I didn't. I, I guess I was tired by that point. Um, <laughs> I did not another one. Come on, people. That's how I felt. I was. I literally felt like, oh, what are they listening to? What, what are people listening to? Who are these kids? Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. I remember when Camp Rock came out, I was like 27 years old throwing a Camp Rock party <laughs> and people were like, that's enough, Jess. <laughs> so like by the time One Direction came out, I would be well into my 30s. Listen, shh. Put it aside, Jess. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So now we're going to conclude with a game that jesse brings us from the boy band scene and she did try to explain it to me and i was confused i need to have it explained to me again it was called pop 520 because when you're sitting around waiting for boy bands there's a lot of time to kill okay so this game took up a lot of time and it's your top 520 guys so you have you can do up to 20 guys in five and rank them five through one. But your number one spot can only be one person. Okay. I'm so confused. You have 20 choices? It's like your top five, but you don't have to limit yourself to five. And so we would just sit there, go around the room or the car, and everybody would say their list. It would cause quite a stir sometimes. (laughs) What was the controversy? I remember, this is like my favorite memory of this game is... A bunch of us had driven to Atlantic City to see the boy band Natural. Do you even know Natural? No, I don't. Another Lou Pearlman gift. <laughs> and after we left the concert, we now have like a two and a half hour drive back home. We're like, okay, let's play Top 520. And my friend Donna, who her number one was always like Eminem or Justin Timberlake, all of a sudden put Play Goodell from Take 5, another Lou Pearlman gift boy band, <laughs> on her list. And my friend, Nikki, who not a very tall person, when I tell you she grew six feet, she was like, (laughs) you get that kid off your fucking list. (laughs) Why? It was like nobody else had ever really said Clay Goodell on their list except Nikki. And now all of a sudden, here's Donna out of nowhere putting Clay in the number one spot. So that was Nikki's guy. That was Nikki's guy. Everybody knew it. Okay. <laughs> and Nikki, you get that kid she was, off your fucking list. <laughs> she went nuts, and it was contentious. <laughs> the rest of the ride home, everybody else was like trying to do their list, and they're like, "Um, we, Nick Carter." <laughs> <laughs> so who would be number one on you guys' list now? I and are we doing you- just? Boy bands or celebrities in general? So it can't be any real boys. Like, it can't be, like, Fred from my office. Like, it can't be that. Oh, yeah, 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 But it's got to be, like, celebs. Any celeb is good. Yeah. Any celeb. Okay. So I feel like even though I said that Pete Davidson was my number one crush, the truth is we wouldn't end up together. We wouldn't be long-term, so I can't keep him there. And I think... My number one's going to have to go to Channing Tatum. I've discussed this many times. Oh, on the that's pod. a great yeah. choice. I love a square jaw. 
He's talented. He works really hard. He's a parent. He's shown himself to be a good parent. He's funny. He makes fun of himself. He's a really good dancer. I think we'd have a great time. He's clearly smart. He's come. He's had a very like storied life. So that's my number one. I'm standing by it. Number two spot. This is going to be the bad boy category. So number two, my <laughs> bad boy category, Dennis Rodman, Pete Davidson, Machine Gun Kelly, all all of them. I'm attracted to Travis Barker. Yes. And I will say uh, Robert Downey Jr. OK, like, oh, yes, he's turned it around, but I'm very attracted to him. He's very charming to me. Number three, I'm going to go with old classics. Robert De Niro, always, always, always to me. Yeah. Rest in peace, James Gandolfini. Always, always, always. I guess this is kind of like an Italian stallion section as well. Um, This may not seem like a classic to some people, but Bob Odenkirk. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. Funny all around. Yeah. Okay. Classic. Um, I hate to say this. I'm only going on looks alone and not personality at all. Let that be known. Ashton Kutcher. I know. I know. I know. But Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I can't. I can't separate that. I'm sorry. I know. And then I will say Ricky Martin. Stand by. I know he wouldn't come for me, but I would send for him. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. So I'm actually very attracted to gay men as Carolina knows. Okay. So. Number four, I'm going to combine four and five to save time. And I'm going to do four and five new new kids on the block, new guys on the scene, like people are, who are hot right now. OK, and I'm going to say Michael B. Jordan. I'm going to say, unfortunately, and I know this is controversial because many people have disagreed with me. K.J. Appa from the Riverdale series. I, most people disagree and that's OK. No, um, I think he's so hot. OK. Uh, Jack Nicholson's son whose name is Ray, Ray Nicholson, extremely attractive in a pornographic way to me. And then I'm going to say Donald Glover. I don't know how many that is. And then I'm going to say Harry Styles. I saw him in concert. It all made sense to me. And I'm going to leave it there. Those are my newbies. That's that. I know that's not 20. I can't do math, but I'm wrapping up. Those, those are the newbies that I find myself attracted to. Oh, and, um, the guy from the White Lotus that we loved, Lucas Gage. Okay, now Lucas I'm done. Gage, I was going to throw on my list too. Jesse, what about you? So my, I actually am not fully prepared. My list, I was like trying to type it out quickly. I only got up to the number three slot, and I'm drawing a blank after that. But I'll go okay. backwards. I'll start at three. Okay. Number three are like my forever guys is Scott Foley and Mark Paul Gosseler. Um, okay. i haven't heard that name in a while my number two is the guy from never have i ever that plays the hot guy and i just want to give the disclaimer that like i looked him up he's 30 years old like it's okay (laughs) (laughs) um joe jonas of course and raymond oblock who was sav from degrassi oh my god yes yeah stand behind stand behind and then my number one which has been my number one for like years and years is john cena I love John Cena. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I've had had encounters with him as well. Okay, I'm going to run through some of mine. Let me just say that I have a predilection for older gentlemen. So I'm going to say Roger Sterling, a.k.a. John Slattery from Mad Men. Yes, You know, something that, like, consistently shows up. John Hamm. Oh, um, yes. Obviously consistently shows up. Ray Liotta and Michael Keaton, yes, much older than me, but like I understand. I, get it. I think the confidence is there. 
Yes. Um, Ray Liotta from Goodfellas like would love to go on a date with him and let him ruin my life. I agree. Zach Efron now. Yes. Is number Tennessee. four. I Tennessee. I really like I never have liked over buff men until um I met him visually um through the internet. Michael B. Jordan, I'm there. I'm with you. Eric Andre oh, is someone who yes. I had a little bit of like an a like a like a deep obsession with for a second. Yep. One thousand. We're getting closer. Bradley Cooper, Ryan Gosling, kind of yep. conventional, but still people that like matter a lot to me. Reynolds. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. Again, someone who I'm like, okay, this is all making sense. Gosh, to put someone up on like the number two and number one, it seems really hard. The younger guys for a second, Lucas Gage being one, Joe Keery, who plays the tough guy on Stranger Things, I find very charming. Lastly, I'll end with this and I'll let him be number one because he's such a good guy. He deserves it is Kyle Chandler. Oh, that's my a good God. one. Classic. I'll, I'll go home with him. Wait, I also want to say Kyle Chandler. Yes. And Jesse Plemons. I am very attracted to. Oh, yes. I like that as well. Um. There's just so many. There's so many. There's so many beautiful men in this in this fucked up crazy and world. And see, when you're killing time and you're sitting around waiting for a boy band to come out, you go through each <laughs> other's lists and you, you, you say the good. You say, oh, that's a great choice. Or you say, yes. I don't know about that one. Do you really think they yes. deserve the number four slot? So there was a lot I, of debate that came with the game. I get it now. I truly get it now. Jesse. Thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for talking to me about my checkered path. <laughs> we <laughs> love thank your you checkered path. Just being such an amazing arm to the torso that is the true romance pod. I'm it honored to be to a us. part of this pod. Do you want to plug your Instagram account? I don't. Yes, you have I'm a private. meme account. <laughs> no tears of stance. No, no I deleted it because I posted something. So... I'll tell you the story. So I had a Tears of Stands account that was a meme account. And I posted a meme that I made of Lou Pearlman. And then <laughs> I spiraled in my head because it was like starting to get some heat. And people were going, this meme is dark. And in my head, I could see myself being canceled. And it was like a Friday evening. And I was like, by Monday morning, they are going to be talking about me on the Today Show saying I took it too far. <laughs> and so I quickly deleted that account. So I don't want to plug my Instagram. Okay, she there. doesn't want anyone to find her <laughs> anywhere. She wants privacy. Don't call hotels <laughs> saying that, you know, when does Jesse Konefsky check in? Yeah. <laughs> if you are waiting outside my hotel, I will stop and sign for you and take a picture. It's only Aww. right. Someone hands you an action figure. <laughs> a Pez dispenser. You got to have your trademark. All right. I'm going to work on my trademark over the weekend to send to Channing Tatum. And I, I love you both. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thanks for having me. We'll catch you next time on True Romance.
It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.